Um, I don't know if you can tell within these first three seconds of this podcast episode, but I have upgraded my sound system. I don't know if it's actually better. I tested this out a couple of times and I feel like it is significantly easier to listen, more comfortable. I hope so, at least. I'm talking in a relatively normal, somewhat presentation-y voice in front of, you guessed it, my new mic. Um, I'm very excited and grateful for the a uh, friend who made this happen, um, but uh, basically someone got this for me for my Christmas gift, um, and it's a very practical and useful one, and we know over here at Minimal Moves that we love the practical gifts um, that are sought for, so I'm very happy about that, um, and this is something that I hope to use both for this podcast, and I think I mentioned this the past, no, actually, okay, my upload kind of schedule is a little bit off. Um, from my recording schedule, but I've talked about this a couple of times. I have another podcast. It's called International in the U.S. with Henry and Haruka. Um, and as you guessed it, it's with my friend Henry. Um, and we talk about international experiences. We have a lot of guests um, almost every week, so or every episode rather. So please go check that out if you're interested in that. Um, but I'll just be this. I, I guess I'm kind of explaining why this mic is so fantastic because I'm very happy about it. Um, I can use this mic for this podcast as well as that one, and hopefully that'll improve quality in both. So here's two moderately affordable on-sale mics, Um, and with that, I'll start this episode. I kind of wanted to keep it fairly simple, but and this is something I've already kind of touched on um, here and there, but I really wanted to dedicate an episode to this because I think this is something that is heavily sort of like stigmatized not in like an identity based sort of serious kind of a way but in just kind of a silly way and i want to kind of debunk that myth i don't know i'm thinking about the debunking a myth series but i feel like we already have two series 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 going on and i didn't want to kind of clutter the uh the podcast too much um but this episode is going to be on decluttering gifts and um, this it might have come up a little bit in my, you know, how to gift receive intentionally episode, but I just really wanted to articulate why if there is a gift that maybe isn't meaningful for you or you're moving or whatever reason motivates you to declutter that, why you're honoring their gift, honoring their gift more by finding a new home or simply throwing it out. And I can imagine there just being kind of this sort of physiological response to the idea of throwing out a gift that just sounds horrible i agree um but that said i think it's helpful to think about what the gift is doing when it's present in your space and what you're really doing for the gift giver when it's in your space for me um i whenever i receive a gift that maybe doesn't quite fit what i need or what i want i kind of get a little bit upset And I always thought that was so silly, so stupid, um, because I was fortunate enough to have this other person who was giving me this gift. Like, why would I be upset about that, you know? It doesn't make sense. Um, And, I mean, obviously, I was always very grateful that they thought of me, that they wanted to invest in me in whatever way. But then I'd kind of think about how it was really not fitting of what I wanted um, or what I needed or... You know, a good example would be um, when I was little, I would travel to Petaluma, California. If you haven't been there, wonderful place. There is I mean, not much going on, I guess, but um, it's an important part of my childhood. And um, we would visit them and the people we visited, because we vis- visited a family friend um, in the spring, and 
they were very sweet and they always gave me I was like their grandchild um, because they didn't have any grandchildren then and they were very sweet they gave me gifts and you know I was a little kid so obviously all toys were welcome um, but I think there were some gifts in there I don't remember oh I think there was like a little statue that my mother received that she was a little bit annoyed okay this is kind of the funny part every spring we'd travel with empty suitcases like we would fill them maybe half maybe not even with like clothes things we needed during our stay during the trip which usually lasted about we were staying at a friend's house um for about like two weeks or so and we we would have this empty suitcase um and we would bring it over we were we were in japan um or we were living in japan slash i guess we still do sort of um complicated we'll explain another episode or already have anyway we would travel with these empty suitcases that were huge because we wanted to come back with english books okay so the audio cut off midway or actually five minutes in because apparently if anyone else is interested in podcasting on this platform or if you already do you know um it the anchor which is the platform i use to record cuts off at five minutes which i didn't realize which was very silly of me but i like looked closely at the fine print and there it is it cuts off at five minutes for safari so i switched to chrome so sorry about the awkward cutoff um but i am back okay so i believe i was talking about kind of my childhood visits to petaluma california um and we would always go in with these empty suitcases because we wanted to come back with these english books and the thing about english books is that they're insanely expensive back in japan at least they were when i was growing up um weird to say like you know when i was growing up they were expensive but i don't know how much they are now but quite frankly the bilingual population is increasing and um also people i think it's not just the bilingual population but the groups of people who find it enjoyable to read english books is increasing as well. And I think that that's significant and remarkable. Um, but so it wasn't the case. So I would like, we would haul back these series of Magic Tree House books. And I mean, honestly, I think it was a lot of Magic Tree House and like uh, some other books. We would scour our secondhand bookstores. There was a bookstore, actually, there still is a bookstore in the Petaluma, California area. I think it's um, spread out. I think it's a chain throughout NoCal, no I think, Northern California. Um, but at that bookstore, they would you would go downstairs. Wait, I think it was that bookstore. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on this. If you're if you're referencing a Minimal Moves podcast um, episode for your NoCal bookstore needs, um, may not be the best place for it. But I think that downstairs there were um, secondhand books, and I love I love the smell of secondhand bookstores. Um, kind of, I mean, yeah, it's dusty and kind of makes me sneeze, but it was quite lovely. And we would pick up so many of these books we would negotiate for discounts um, because we were buying a lot of books and we'd be like hey there's this tear you want to you know give us a discount and we were a big customer of theirs I guess I don't know they were very kind and um, I guess it was just these strange Asian people going into this very white neighborhood every year and I'm sure they knew us because also the people who are our friend or our our family friends um, one of them was like a kindergarten teacher, um, so I'm sure she went there a lot, and they knew her as well um, and whatnot. So, yeah, so they were very nice and let us pick up a lot of books and bring them back home at a much more affordable price than what we probably wouldn't have paid for back home in Japan. Also, not only would we not have paid for, but also Amazon is not as much of a thing. I mean, it is a thing now and increasingly so, but when I was growing up, there wasn't this sense of you can just order something online and it's going to arrive at your 
um, steps the next day. That was definitely not a thing. And even if you wanted to order something off of Amazon, it was usually something like pretty important as in it would be like a tech piece or something like that because the shipping was also fairly expensive. At least that's what I remember. And correct me if I'm wrong, people from Japan. Um, but yeah, so I guess you can't really, sorry, you can't really correct me right now live, but um, let me know. Um, but so, yeah, so it was really important for me, especially as such a bookworm, um, to have these books that I could bring back home and read throughout the year and continue to dream about my next trip back to Petaluma, California. And um, that was really important to explain to you because... Oh, yes, I was, okay, oh gosh, this is such a chaotic episode. I'm sorry, you all, um, but I I think it's also kind of um, interesting to hear the sort of chaotic mess of my brain, hopefully, I don't know, but I really enjoy personally sort of figuring out how like content creators, thought processes work and falling through their experiences. It just kind of like takes your mind off of whatever else, you know, I think, I hope that's the goal, um, but so in this trip, so, well, okay, it was important to talk through the suitcase optimization thing because it was important for us to optimize this space. You know, we were here with a goal um, in terms of our suitcase space, at least. And as much as I appreciated the various gifts, at least I was a kid, so I didn't really, you know, I was like, yay, gifts, toys, happy. Actually, okay, I wasn't really that kind of a kid, but let's say that I was. Um but my mom received the statue, I remember, and it was this pretty statue. It was an angel. I think it's like a craft work. I think I've seen it online since, um, so it must be like good quality, something like that. Um, but she just wasn't a huge fan of it because she's not Christian. I think it was a Christian-flavored gift, um, not like a religious symbol or anything, but I think it's an angel I think it was something like that. Um, we still have it just to, you know, give you the end story to this. We have it in our home and it's decorated nicely and it goes with us wherever we go, I guess, move next um, at this point because it's a staple in our house. Um, but my mother was thinking about like decluttering that before she left. And her logic was for her bringing back books for me was very important. And I'm very, if there's one thing that I'm grateful for my family, including my direct parents and also my grandparents and my whole lineage basically is education. They very much value education and anything related to it. And so growing up, I could get away with asking for books and lucky for me, that's what I wanted the most. Um, so, well, it was books and stationery, but stationery, I had to figure out for myself books. On the other hand, I could ask for a lot. And, um, so my mom really valued bringing back books and she didn't want to take up space, especially statues are kind of heavy, you know? So she didn't want to take up that kind of luggage space and capacity with the statues. So she really debated. In the end, we made it work. Um, we brought back that and I think we left behind some like lotion or something. I don't super know, but I think we like made some swaps and then made it work and brought it back. Um, but I think that from the gift giver's perspective, right? Like not to police anyone or anything like that. Give whatever you want, obviously a yes, but it's helpful to think about whether or not the person you're giving a gift is traveling. And you know, maybe if they're flying across the country with 200,000 books, a statue is not the best idea. Um, I don't mean saying this to like be mean or anything. First of all, the person who gave her that gift, A, probably doesn't remember, B, will not be listening to this, and C, I don't really, I mean, I think they honestly wouldn't have minded if she had to declutter it. I think that their mission was accomplished by showing her that this person who gave her the statue cared about my mom. Um, 
and wanted to show my mom her love. Um, and I think that was very sweet. Um, but that's kind of the duty of the gift. And I think I remember reading this somewhere. I think it was something Japanese. Um, I don't think it was um, Kondo Marie-san's uh, writing. I think it was someone else. Um, I can't remember though. But I remember reading somewhere that said that basically the gift's job is to deliver the sentiment of love and care and that you want this person to be happy or you're celebrating them for something. That's what the gift's job is. And at the point where the gift recipient receives the gift, the job is done. Like, that's it. And um, I mean, the gift receiver can choose to do whatever else they want with the gift. Great. And if it's going to be super useful, great. But if they have to declutter it, that's not, that has nothing to do with the gift giver anymore. Like that was kind of the point of the quote. And I thought that was fascinating because at that point, I always felt really guilty whenever I would have to like get rid of a letter, even if it was something really meaningless. Like in Japan, we send these like New Year's postcards at the start of the year, um, just greeting each other, happy New Year's. But sometimes they're all they're, like, none of it is handwritten and it's completely printed. And I would still feel guilty decluttering those, even though they didn't really spend much effort. They did spend like 50 yen, which is about half a dollar. Um, on it um, but still like even though they didn't put an in individual effort it always felt like I was throwing away something that someone really put in the effort to give me they thought of me they thought of adding me to the address list that admittedly is printed but still but ever since seeing that quote um, I kind of started to think through how I can how I can truly maximize my gifts and also appreciate other people's gifts as well um, and of course, if it's a gift from someone that I'm going to continue receiving gifts from, I try to be sort of, in a way, like even though it's kind of harsh, I also try to communicate when I don't like the gifts sometimes, like not always. It's it's such a tricky game, you know, because you don't want to hurt them for sure. But as a gift giver, at least, I try to first communicate that like people can A, give me feedback. Um, and if anyone who is listening to this podcast is someone I would gift give to um, or if I ever have please give me feedback let me know if it was a good gift if it's not and then if it's not I also try to remind people to like feel free to discard it pass it on give it back to me usually in the reverse order actually so like it would be like feel free to hand it back feel free to um, pass it on to someone or sell it or whatever you want to do with it or toss it out if that's what makes the most sense because them holding on to it and them holding on to my gift that like is meaningless to them or even burdensome just it doesn't it doesn't help me it doesn't help them like it helps no one because them being unhappy about something that I gave them that will give them negative impressions of me right I think at least I feel like yeah um, and I don't want anything I do to be harmful for them. And I don't want them to have like a negative impression of me either because of a gift that I thought would be beneficial for them. Um, so that's what I think. And maybe that's not, I, okay, well, let me say this. I'm not, sh I'm sure that that's not what everyone thinks. Um, and that's okay. Um, that's a hundred percent okay. And I know that like, hmm, I'm trying to think, I mean, I can't really think of a concrete example of like someone who would be hurt because you declutter their gifts but I think that some people might might think that way and maybe it feels like they're you're giving a part of yourself especially if it's like a handmade gift or something like that uh, but I think that it's really helpful when you are receiving gifts to really think through and when you're giving gifts as well to think through the gift as a messenger and truly conveying your thoughts through it and you're trying to make it as you know remainable in your gift recipient space as possible and maybe if you are the gift recipient trying to figure out maybe if there's a way to make the best use of it even if it's like handing it off to someone who will actually derive value from it something like that um 
But beyond that, being okay with decluttering is, I think, something that I really want to push forward into this world because, and that includes, of course, you know, donating, um, selling, and passing on to someone else because there is no point in holding on to something that does not add value to your life. And that is not something that we should be asking of anyone, quite frankly, or that we should be doing ourselves. Okay, that, that's a little bit of preachiness for you for the day. That's just something that I always think about. And I don't understand when, when people seem like guilty for doing so. I mean, I do understand um, because I've been there. Still kind of feel it. Um, but at the end of the day, loving and respecting them means loving and respecting them and their sentiment. It does not mean forever hanging on to what they, what someone's given you and vice versa as well. Um, I would never expect someone to hold on to something I gave them. Also because like I give a lot of like things to people because that's something that I really value and I try to make them as useful or fun or pick me up-ish, whatever it is that's fitting in the moment. But beyond that, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's super important for me that whoever receives my gift forever holds on to I mean, maybe, you know, not don't like throw it out right in front of my eyes. But if they want to hand it back to me, I'm always happy to get them back. <laughs> usually, I don't know, usually I give stuff that I would also want as well. I feel like that's kind of how things wind up being. So yeah, I know this was kind of a strange episode because I'm advocating for this very one like solid point. And in that I kind of took you through a winding world, uh, winding path of childhood also I've been having a little bit of an issue I mean it's not an issue because this podcast is just really fun to do and it's the best source of procrastination oops but um the tiny issue that I've been having is that I I mean it's not it's really not an issue whatever but okay let me just get to the point I haven't really been able to monetize and it's totally fine except that would be kind of really cool too. I don't know. I think that one way I measure the success of this podcast is like monetization. Um, and I realize that's some, something that's kind of strange to be upfront about. But I think it's, I mean, you know, when you see an ad, you know that something is monetized and like, why not talk about it? So I'm going to talk about it. Uh, I don't think you'll be seeing any ads on this podcast anytime soon because I don't think I have a wide enough um, audience ship or like I don't have enough listens per episode. I think that's why. Um Obviously not, you know, asking you, a member of the audience, to do anything. Um, if you are willing to, that's fantastic. If you want to go listen to another episode or, you know, now that my audio quality is so much better and maybe you can bear listening to my voice for a little bit longer. Um, if you want to uh, share this with someone else, um, that would be great. If you want to send feedback or follow or whatever you want to do, I would highly appreciate it, but no pressure. Um, this is about trying to push forth things that will help make people's lives simpler, clearer, more enjoyable. I don't know. There's so many ways to put it, but that's just one of the goals as well. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode and me trying to figure out new technology and tools. Uh, hoping to deliver to you better quality audio, 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 audio. Yeah, that's the right pronunciation, right? Sometimes I say things really weird. Um, sorry about that. But yeah, um, can't wait to talk to you again soon. I hope you have a fantastic day, week, evening, whatever, you know, unit of time of your choice. And with that, see you later, Minimal Moves.